1: We have a great episode of UFC Unfiltered. Myself and Matt Sarah of course, are here. Master Hensel Gracie is in studio. Master Hickson Gracie calls in. Amanda Nunes calls in. Everything goes smoothly for once. Great show. It really was. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down.
2: Oh, on the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out.
0: This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah.
1: Okay, hi. I'm gone for one week, and they changed the opening. That's different. That guy's voiceover. Yeah, they took out digital media. Yeah, it's a different company. We we changed names. Did you really? Yeah. Wait, oh, I wasn't yeah.
2: even. How about I wasn't paying attention? That's all right. You're busy. Wait, you're wait, ready? Did we hear the a Joe killer. Rogan yelling and everything else? Yeah, yeah, that's
1: all the same. But okay. it's just, it's it's a different company. The guys, opening. You yeah. are alert. I just noticed these things.
2: I think Mr. Henzo's on Twitter or something. That's okay. Whatever he's you, oh, doing you, is fine. <laughs> what do I'm is not going to tell him not
1: to do something. We should turn the air on. It's brutal in here. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, of course, we have uh, our Gracie is our in-studio guy. I'm really yes. happy you're here because- the Mr. Henzo. I've never uh, got to do, uh, be in here
3: when you're here. Oh, it's the first time. It's true. First time. Yes, I'm happy and it's a pleasure here. to meet you. I,
2: I, I thought he was big. You thought I, he was fat. Yeah. You're trying to be well, nice. The guy's <laughs> in better shape than we are. You can, move how this thing. you can move this thing around. I want you comfortable. Put that right there. Yeah, that's the first thing he nice. says to me. He goes, oh, I thought you were fat. I'm like, oh, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah.
3: Unbelievable. I probably saw some old pictures. I never realized he was... Oh, I was a pig. Yeah. I was you a fat big. pig. Yeah, I was really awful. You were happy and you didn't know it. Yeah, yeah. I was
1: really bad for
2: a while. Yeah. And now look at him. Yeah, it's just a little bit <laughs> no, <he laughs> just coming coming from the gym. Just came yeah. from the gym. I know he's wearing eating sweats. nuts. I, I don't he's like eating that he, nuts. He came in wearing sweatpants, and that 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 nuts messed that me up though. Me.
1: They make it, it's it's like I've been constant. Not that anybody cares. I've been constipated for a week. I think I eat too many almonds. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> that does it. Yeah. That helps.
3: That helps.
2: I don't know. It blocked me up. Have money, have you money. see, he's <laughs> making fun. <laughs> he's
1: making fun of your sweatpants. I know, but I just came, I literally just came from the, the gym strip to club?
3: here. What? No, yeah, I know. Ask him about his jeans shorts in Brazil.
2: Oh yeah, you know <laughs> when I went to Brazil the first time, uh, you know I wasn't I wasn't with it with the wardrobe. I didn't know you're not supposed to wear jean what shorts. What's so jean shorts? Oh, what? That's terrific. Go ask some of those Brazilians <laughs> when they're cackling It would be the same you. as wearing the Speedo here on the beach. It is, right? Yeah, it is. They yeah. made fun of you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should have asked Johnny Carter to borrow some of his Speedos. Yeah, Speedos, look, they only look right on certain people. By the way, there's a
1: big controversy about Conor. Everybody is saying that he had an erection on stage. Am I the only one that doesn't see that? Hey, can't
2: think I'd be excited to be in a show? I don't think show? he did. <laughs> no, I don't think <laughs> he
1: did. Everyone is saying that. Google Conor McGregor hard on it. It's like everyone is saying that he had a hard on while he was arguing with his uh, face with Floyd. I'm like, no he didn't. I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure he just, you know, was happy to be there. Yeah, all right. Maybe he's just getting his energy. Because I admire the guy. If that's how if that's how his body works, when he's ready to fight, he gets an erection. I kind of admire that.
2: You know what's great about today? What? Not only do we have Master Henzo yes. in studio. This is like a, a Gracie-filled episode. We have legendary Hicks and Gracie calling in. Yep. That, that's one. That would be unbelievable. Would be great right? Start. I've been a while since I spoke to him, so it will be a pleasure to... To have a chance
3: to do, talk to him. Do here. you guys like, only see each other like at seminars and things well, like we that? We used to see each other every day when we were living back in Brazil, 20, yeah. 22 years ago, 25 years ago. Now we live across, across he lives in California, I live here, so it's very rare the chance to see him.
2: Is it fair to say that he is the, the best Gracie ever? I mean, is he that? Because I it's, mean,
3: I it's, mean it's, it's that is a Many people ask me that question. Yeah, for I, yeah. But the reality is, it's different times. Yes, Hollis was unbelievable. Carson was unbelievable. Yeah. Uncle Hilio, my grandfather. So it's different generations. Would yeah. be the same as comparing the beauty of women. It's not polite, you know. It's yeah. different times. I remember before, like now, we go to the academy here in New York. We have fifteen hundred students to train. If you yeah. arrive there at seven o'clock in the morning, you can not train until nine o'clock at night. We have partners. Back in Brazil, I remember the time that we have only 10 people to train with. You know? And I I would be the whole day in the academy waiting for someone to walk in so I could roll with them. Right. So it's like, it's different times, different, different, everything was different from now. Like, now we can make an unbelievable black belt in four years and a half. Look at these kids, Gordon and... Yeah, And and Gary and his son, Ryan, his, his, his brother, Ryan. So in reality, we are able to make people good what before it took us 10, 11, 12, 13 years. That's a good example,
1: yeah. by the way, about the women. Because like you look back at women like in the 15th century, all the paintings, are all fat Mary stupid.
3: Marilyn would be considered ugly today, out of shape today. Yeah. yeah. They I look don't. like I used to. Do. Uh, yes. Says you.
2: <laughs> says you. <laughs> you know, let me tell you. Did you ever hear uh, Beauties in the Eye of the... Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. I like... Mallory Monroe, she was lovely. Oh, I like that. I mean, <laughs> I you want that. a little thick, and but it's because problems. you're a little
3: bit older. I would, I, I see the same way. But, you, Henzel, you know the young time, kids Henzel. would think, oh, she's out of shape. She was not in the in the today's pattern. Yeah, Jane Mansfield, yeah, they yes. all had
2: big hips. Yes, yes, Call me old fashioned, but um. I like a little junk in the trunk. I do, too. <laughs> yeah, I do, too.
3: I'm, my wife may be hearing uh, though.
2: Oh, yeah? yeah well, she, I mean, you know, I my wife... No, no, gonna, what I'm
3: saying, my wife may be oh, here. Of I course. can't mention because she lost yeah, yeah. a lot of weight now. She's looking very lean. Yeah. I can't
2: <laughs> I say that. You just laugh and call me a weirdo. <laughs> but uh, what was I going to say? Back ha- to training, though. Yeah. Jim, I'm sorry, Jimmy, because uh, Master Hensel was saying... Back in, back in Brazil, it was hard to find people. When we opened up here, when Henzo opened up here, classes were only available like one day a week, then three days a week. Yes. And then finally, they opened up an, uh, an academy. Um, and, and the funny we-
3: thing, when I came here in 1996, today, 2017, yeah. I'm able to charge less for jiu-jitsu than I charged back then. You have so many more people. And I'm able I have more people and I was able to to give more classes and make jujitsu more available to more people. So this was like a, a goal that I had. I say I have to bring the price down to reach more people. And and I was able to do it. How much price I always wanted to are there any graces that don't do jujitsu? Is there anybody in the that family is, that just didn't want to do it? That is, that is some great that was a, one of my uncles decided to do a factory of mattresses, uh, of mattress of waterbed mattress and very successful on that, too, you know. He just
1: didn't so, want to train.
3: Yeah, didn't like it. it Stired. My father turned more into, even though he runs the the, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Federation, the Rio de Janeiro Jiu-Jitsu Federation, he worked a lot in real estate, you know. The real estate uh, selling and buying business. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. So <laughs> I'm thinking of waterbeds. They fucking yeah. suck. I don't like them either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's like a fucking 70s porno. Yeah, yeah. Yes, right. Yes. Fucking ooh, water Fucking waterbeds. <laughs> I actually, I think I lost my virginity on a waterbed. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I did. My buddy Jimmy's Jimmy's oh, house. Oh, no. It wasn't Jimmy, though. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> You're trying to get away. and We're not going to say who it was, but what a good time. But it was a fucking waterbed. Last time I was ever on a waterbed. Yeah,
1: I they're think. overrated. I think. Yeah. I get sick. I get nauseous when I'm on a waterbed. Oh, sleep. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in a boat. A little bit dizzy. Whoa. So you wanted,
3: but you wanted to train. You weren't pressured into training. No, my whole we never pressured to train. Like I believe, for the fact that we learned when we were very young, you fall in love and you stick with it. And I love surfing. I compete on surfing, but it got to a point in my life that I said, "That's it. Jiu-Jitsu is the one that I, is the thing that I have to do." So, you know, I felt like an obligation to 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 live the jiu jitsu life and i did what year did you open your school the one here in the united states was 1996 but uh, the first one was 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 uh, 2000 was there ever a time when your school was open and it was just starting and you're like i'm not going to have enough people here to make this work or was it oh always- many times many th- i was broke like many times financially because i never accept to work for somebody else and i always set up my schools even back in brazil you know? I used to 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 have a school on the size of this studio here. And we always, you know, like I always to make end meets was very hard. I had to teach privates, go in people's house, you know, and everything was worth it. I was able to build what I have today. And now you have them all over the world. Oh, yes. So it's nice. You just get to travel. We have like you're... 60, 67, 69 schools all over the globe, yeah.
1: Oh, I, I thought you had like eight or nine. I didn't think you had 60-something. <laughs> no, <yeah>, we,
3: <laughs> we have
1: schools everywhere. He's got an empire, That's man, amazing. Right? So what does someone have to do to
3: say, okay, I want to open up a Hanzo Gracie a Jiu-Jitsu school? How do, uh, how do I they try, get your approval? You have to understand, I try to keep it very close to the guys who train with us, you know, and uh, today we have like 37 just in Mexico. Mexico alone. The last competition there, there was 2,500 competitors on the nationals, and most were from Hansel Grace Academy. So that alone, it's, it's priceless. It's great advertising, too. Yes, yes, it is. Do you spend a lot of time down there? Yes, I do. And now i began begun a program. I don't know if you guys have seen this on the internet. It's called Galler, G-A-L-L-E-R-R. And it's, I teach online, and then I teach, I, I put seminars online. The last one was watched by over a million people.
2: Now, let me ask Insane. you about that. I want to ask you about that uh, because you had a problem. Now, I don't know if this is, I don't, I'm, I don't know anything about this. I see uh-huh. some of the stuff uh, that you're doing something online. I want to ask you about it. So uh you, you you we had you had some issues with with uh, another mm. part of your family the 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 the, the Torrance, Gracie mm-hmm. brothers they were doing and they still do like an online university thing. Yes. What is the difference between what you're doing now and that or I don't know I don't, even, I, don't I don't know if you're promoting people yeah, through this
3: thing. No, no no I don't promote people okay. through that. Like let's say if probably someone wants to get promoted if he's in Long Island I'll send it to you. Okay, so you got to go and train yeah. with Matt. Matt has to look at you, see how you look, yeah. how you feel, if you're improving, if you can really do it. It's like, so in reality, what I want is making jiu-jitsu reach people that don't have access to jiu-jitsu. So I've been teaching everything from the basics all the way up, how to run a class. So you can run out of your garage if you are in an island on the Pacific, you know. Yeah. You still don't have a jiu-jitsu teacher, but you have access to knowledge. That's my goal. It's to spread jiu-jitsu the most, you know.
2: Oh, that's all right.
3: So yeah. there's no online no no course and stuff like no. That. It's I but teach jujitsu. I want to teach jujitsu to the to the biggest number possible. So that's why all my seminars I've been putting online for free. <laughs> I put it on the last one was watched live by one million people. Really, <laughs> that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, would have <laughs> been unbelievable. A million and one if I knew yes, about this. Yes. What is, what, where? How do they get onto this? this it's thing, uh, it's uh, it's called Galler. Galler. G A. G for, like Gracie, it's gallery without the Y. Okay. With two L's and two R's. All right. When did you notice, too? Because there had to be, because long before I watched UFC, like, I knew who the Gracie's And for you to have an idea, I got invited. The thing's getting so popular, I got invited for two TV shows in Brazil. Oh yeah! They want me to move to Brazil to do to run two TV shows. No, no, you gotta stay here. Oh, That's not, there's no, space, no chance I'm leaving this New, New York, you send York a camera crew yeah, yeah, yeah. here to <laughs> film you here anyway. Yeah. You could, you could <laughs> film the
2: show here. This, no, you don't yeah, go there. I can't leave it. I it's, can't. It's it. o Globo looking to yeah. bring them over. Is that the name of the place? Is that the name of this O Globo? Globo, yeah, Glo- Globo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: When did you notice all of a sudden that jiu jitsu became this mainstream thing that everybody
3: was aware of? It's a it's a beautiful lifestyle. It's difficult. Like I, I always say to, to to the new people when they come, that I say, look, just learn one thing. Be careful because it's addictive. You change your whole lifestyle once you begin jiu jitsu. You change your way of eating. You change your way of seeing friends and interacting with friends. You know, I think you became you become a piece of a half Brazilian once you begin. <laughs> you know, you start having. You, you build friends for the rest of your life. You build relationships that will help you go through life much easier. You open every door. Jiu-Jitsu is amazing. Yeah, so you don't think I, I'm 49. I keep feeling like I'm too, old. You, you you, keep I, too I was, old. I was just on the Masters in, in, in Las Vegas during the Mayweather fight. And I saw a guy 76 years old competing. Comp- and he's a blue belt. I mean, that means that he began two years ago.
2: So what's this guy's excuse uh,
3: <laughs> Jimmy, you know
2: Jimmy, we, Jimmy I know. It's, made, it's really made for a guy like you it, uh, and I mean that not yeah. it it's made for a, 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 smaller, a smaller statured man to defend himself yes. yeah. against a larger opponent because I always do get intimidated by a big guy like if I see a big Matt's always
1: fascinating to me I'm like you don't care that he's big and Matt's like no I don't <laughs> I'm wide <laughs> but I was I'm wearing. wide
3: don't do it and he hits like a mule. <laughs> he does right <laughs>
2: I've seen him breaking jaws uh, in the sparring sessions. Remember I told you I take and I would never take shit from any man yeah. that guy could tell me whatever I'm not gonna I ain't a man and what's great about Henzo Is he it's because he knows that every time that I say something for him it's gonna be good for him yeah. that's why but you see how he's always so smiling and yeah. this in an that. in a drop of a fucking hat he can switch I, oh. look at him you don't know he's a goddamn psycho he can, he can switch no he can switch in a heartbeat I seen it I fucking seen but it can't people sense that can, can't
1: people sense a guy who's like a guy who's always happy people kind of understand like there's something Going on there, like
3: I, people have to be able to sense that this well, is the, the other day. I walk out of a bar. <laughs> I just finished eating. We were shooting for gala. It was like one o'clock in the morning. I walk out. When I, as I was leaving, there was three guys that came and asked me for a, for, a, for 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 a, for for a to take a picture with me. Sure. And yeah. then I took a picture with them. They were very nice. I ordered three beers for them and three shots, you know. And then I walk out. When I walk out, Luca is arguing with a guy. It's a, it's a strange situation. And I walk and I'm putting my jacket. Closing my jacket, looking. The guy pulls one of those those air horns, comes straight to my ear and honk that thing full blast. Oh. Wait, one of the guys you took a picture with or another no. guy? Oh, this no, this guy outside, oh. the argue okay. with the guys that I shoot the, the, the videos with. Yeah. So when he honked that, I said, he, he must have 15 guys with him to think that he can get away with this. Yeah. And I looked, it was just him and his girlfriend. So I said to him, my I man, this is not polite. And he goes, yeah, and what are you going to do about it? I said, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do about it. You give me the horn. The, the horn I'm going to play in your ear, and I'm taking this home. This is mine now. <laughs> because you're can't. you you're not responsible enough to walk around with this. What? I say, yeah, oh, I'm going to beat the crap out of you and take the horn. <laughs> anyway, it, this is it. <laughs> he looked at me. He goes, you won't do nothing about it. So I bit slap him so hard. He was flat in the air. When he fell, his girlfriend threw a punch right at my face. And I, I ducked. I say, what is this, honey? And she's still trying to hit me. And the guy's taking off running on his fore. He was run, literally running on his fall like a dog. <laughs> I go to him. I go to him. I say, look, look. You're such a nice girl. Why are you walking around with a piece of garbage like that? You could make good, good kids. You're beautiful and the best of all. You are angry. I like that in a woman. But you got to get a better father for your kids. Look. So I took the horn and I took home my now my grandkid every day <laughs> plays with the horn you know he goes to me whoa like a grandpa ah, I said let's go we go in the garage and he, he
1: holds the horn every day it's so this this should tell you something in the street when you say something to a guy you blow a horn in his ear and your response oh. is that's not polite yeah. that yeah. should be an alarming to anyone in the street
3: <laughs> that's an alarming response yeah and what I was actually measuring was... As I was saying, that's not polite. I'm looking to see who was gonna be on his side. Yeah. And then I say he's by himself with his girlfriend. He's crazy. <laughs> Why did he do it? He was just drunk. I don't know, man. He probably was doing that the whole night. I could see that he because he did to the guys who walk right out. And the best part, after I hit him and he take off running, the girls, the, thing, the three guys that I just paid the that I took the picture and paid the and paid the drinks jump out, guns on their hand with their badges and they go, uh, they go, Hazel, don't worry. We saw everything. We're police. We're New York police officers. I said, guys, there's only one way I go to jail is if you guys arrest me. Otherwise, yeah. have a good night. They go have a good night yeah. and I took off. Did he get the other guy? No, they uh, took off. Just, yeah. The <laughs> guy took off running on his form, man. He's probably s- running until now. Getting slapped has got to be really awful in public. <laughs> That's embarrassing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. to <laughs> get <laughs> slapped. Yeah, yeah but a but lot of. A A good good hard slap. That's a good technique on that that I learned from my father when I was seven. Until today, works. The good hard slap. Oh, when he lands, you gotta see, and it sounds like a like a like a thirty-eight caliber shot. The same noise, you know. How good did it feel to slap that guy? It must have felt great. (laughs) (laughs) And the best was Luca looking at the whole thing, and he goes to me, Hazel, why did you hit him with your left hand? Your right hand. And I said to him, I said, I believe it. I thought on everything before I did it. On my left hand, I had a $16,000 watch that the chick gave me as a gift. <laughs> and so I and I, when I hit him, and I'm looking to see if my watch didn't take off, you know. And the reason why I did it with the left was because his girlfriend was right behind him. So if I had him in, with the right, his head would bounce back on her. Yeah, so no. you were actually thinking of the you knew it was
1: gonna
2: bounce his head one Everything, way or Everything, yes. What do you yes. think? Liam Nielsen from Ta- uh, the, the Taken's uh the guy who handles his <laughs> shit? I don't know this like man. This is real <laughs> shit. Yeah. He knows how to handle these situations. Uh, oh, we're like, going gonna to call Hickson, Chris? We'll beat it a oh, few. Oh, this is exciting to call Hickson. I love stuff like that. I'm at, I meant that's story. I wish great I could story. do it. Oh, henson has got a thousand of those stories. You know what I would have done?
1: I would have just had a horn blown in my face and walked yeah. away and been annoyed.
2: <laughs> you would have just lost your hearing. Yeah, I would be like, oh, come on. What's the name of the Hickson's thing going? The Hickson Gracie Cup. Hickson Gracie Cup. That I don't know. He's doing a new tournament. Do you know about his tournament? No. Oh, man. Well, this is exciting. Well, he's doing a new grappling tournament that that, uh, he's very passionate about. But I want to ask him about his career. Listen, I've been a fan since he smacked Hugo Dorte on a beach in Rio. Where was that? Where did he smack that I think he's on Remember, that was before he moved here. Yeah. Is this uh, Master Hickson Gracie?
4: Speaking. How are you, my friend?
2: Hickson, how are you? This is such an honor. This is Matt Serra. I'm here with Jim Norton and your favorite cousin. Hickson, seu malandro! <laughs> saudade, meu primo what amado! My dear,
4: my dear cousin Hanzo!
2: Ah! Saudade, Hickson. This is this a regular
4: Hey Matt, what's up, champ? How are you? Oh
2: man, the fact that you even know my name, let me tell you, I got Hanzo Gracie, who's my idol right here, but now I got two guys that I really I grew- I look up to in, in, in this, on the studio in this, right. on the phone today in the studio. I'm almost uh tongue tied I'm so excited jimmy <laughs> well come, i I'll, I'll start off when yes. when exactly was that uh, the, there was
1: a ceremony I was watching online where you were given a, a red belt. How long ago was that just so I have a time
4: frame It' was about a couple of months
1: oh, it was really recent and you really didn't know that was coming
4: yeah not 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 exact. I still like not accepting in my mind i I feel like is a is a, a move which is i respect my brother Horion but it's not fit with the purpose of what I have in mind to represent some kind of new concepts for jiu-jitsu. So I feel like even though I receive, no thanks. <laughs>
1: so now will you, will you wear it or will you wear the belt you were wearing? I don't know how that works.
4: No, I, I'm not using it right now. I, I receive it the day I have, I put it on. But I feel like uh, jiu-jitsu now needs a, a guidance and, and unifying the, the, the vision. And to getting a belt uh, because I deserve it, because I did something, that's a little controversial in my mind. I feel like I have to earn it by the time I should, you know, spend in each degree. In each degree. So for me, it's a little, I feel like a little short for that in five in years. In
3: reality, but- Hickson is too young for their belt. <laughs> 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 they try to make him look old. Hickson could wear any belt he felt like it. His jiu-jitsu, what he did for the sport, it's unbelievable. What people don't understand is there's rules of time frame. They try to give me my belt, and I still have four years to go on this belt that I have. So I can't accept before that too. And Hickson did the same. In reality, it was a beautiful ceremony, beautiful gift. You know, and Hickson can use from a white belt to the red belt that if he feels like it, because what he did for jiu-jitsu, what he did for our history, for our family, one of the most important characters in our whole history, it's him. You know, was a big innovator, helped jiu-jitsu a lot, create unbelievable champions and live for jiu-jitsu. It's like... You know, and to see him doing that, it's it's amazing. It proves everything that I believe, and I, I and I see him as I was growing up as one of my heroes. And what what, yeah, what, what that,
4: does
1: it that, mean the red belt? But, what what is the significance of it? Of what of a red belt?
4: Oh, the significance. I feel like for me, it doesn't change much because it's just a continuation of work, but not accepting for me has a bigger meaning because right now <laughs> I I feel like different than Horion which is focused on the Gracie diet and, and, and he's pretty much passed the torch of Jiu-Jitsu for his kids, I feel like now I'm motivated and, 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 and give a guidance for the future of Jiu-Jitsu. And through the Jiu-Jitsu Global Federation, I feel like is a need for us to re, re, redo the, 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 the way for us to give degrees, you know, and establish a guidance for what needs to be done for the guy to have a degree and be able to use it with pride, you know, because I feel like it's not about what you did, and it's not about the time you have in your belt to earn the degree. It's more like the service you've been doing for Jiu-Jitsu to become a professor and to establish your position as a professor during your life. A lot of people coming from a tournament and win a black belt already with an instructor, like a red, red bar on the corner, and then eventually they just start to, to adding time to their belts without teaching, without putting themselves uh, in the jiu service. So it's questionable how many people have degrees who they not even know what, they, what degrees are for. So it's so true. It's for so us true. to establish a, a, new, a new reference, a new guidance, the first important thing for me is not adding more degrees on my belt. I feel like that's not important at all. It's important for us to know what's the the need for the belt in each in each degree and and so on. So, I'm pretty much forward to unified jujitsu and organizing the the the, the 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 rules for everybody to live by. You know, I think that's the best approach.
2: And did, okay, no, I was just gonna ask. Uh, like I said, I've been a fan forever, Higgs Since you, to, from your fights with uh, Zulu to you smacking Hugo Duarte on a beach in Rio to your fights in Japan. Um, is there any particular match or moment that is more glorious that stands out than all the re- from all the rest?
4: Um, I mean, without a doubt, my first fight with Zulu was to give me the the eye openings for what it is, what it really is in a in a MMA concept. And uh, and and uh, the end of the ro- the first round, I was scared with how tired I was and how big the guy was and how difficult has been the fight. And I, and I pretty much in my heart, I said F- I don't have what I need to win this fight. And I come back to the corner and, and, and basically chicken out with my father. said, Dad, I cannot go back there. I'm exhausted. And my dad did not even hear what I said. said, No, oh, you did great. Now you're going to kick his ass. He's tired than you. And I argue with him. No, I'm really tired. I cannot make it. And then my, my brother Halls throw me threw me a, a bucket of ice and water in my, in my head. I just, <clears throat> and then I'm back there, you know, and... Like they said, I, I win in three minutes in the second round. And that was my biggest experience where my mind uh, was, like, not ready and not not unified with my body and my spirit to go forward in a mission. I was, like, scared of the outcome. And from that experience, I learned you should not let ever your mind uh, scare you away from a my, from my mission, you know. So from that point on, I was bigger, because I was united. Mindset, my mindset, my spiritual guidance, my techniques, they all pushed me forward. And never ever I felt like I have to quit before I, I be killed, you know. So it was a great experience, was the most enlightening experience for me, which made me I believe my mind has to be aligned with my spirit and my body and, and, uh, and never quit. And that was like, a a a a big division in my the way I see the world and everything. So I become stronger after that experience, and it's, I think the most gratifying thing you can have is feel like you are unstoppable. You know, your mind, your body, and your spirit works united to to the success. You know, so it's cool.
2: Now that was the fu- now you fought him twice. I seen one fight where. Now listen, I mean, and that for people that don't know, I've seen this on the Gracie in action. Like you probably saw the,
3: the the second one. I believe I saw the second fight her, yeah, yeah. where
2: yeah. Hickson maneuvered the to his back one, beautifully. The and
3: first sh- one was the most action fight I've ever seen. where the hell can we
2: see? Can we see that fight it's somewhere? Difficult. I couldn't for find some that reason one.
3: back then. There was no VHS filming, you- so they filmed just a few pieces.
2: Master Hickson, is it? Can we find that
4: anywhere?
3: Do you know where that is? Oh man,
4: I wish I could <laughs> put my hands on it, <laughs> Yeah,
3: it's difficult. Like he threw how many times? He threw you out of the the, the ring, Hickson? Two times. Two times he tossed him over the ropes outside. He he was an athletic. He was an amazing. He he was a freak. What was the weight difference between you guys? uh, At least 15 kilos, like 35 pounds. I was 74 pounds. He was
4: 235.
2: Wow. When I seen that fight. It's a huge difference. I must have been around 17 years old when I saw those Gracie in action videos. And, and we thought what, Hickson yeah. was
3: huge at 173, 173, yeah.
2: 174 pounds. No, because Hickson always was. He strong. was always well-built, yeah.
3: cut. But this guy was like 235 without one gram of fat.
1: Yeah, he was a big Explosive. dude.
3: Explosive, like you couldn't believe. This guy run the whole Brazil beating up people. He would go to a town, make a challenge, someone would show up to fight him, he would beat him up. He had like a hundred fights of MMA. So were people rooting
1: for you or were they rooting for him? Or was it it 50-50?
4: No, he was in in his local place, Brasilia, it was not my town. They were rooting for him. And everybody rooting for the the, the champion, you know, for the local champion, which he was very famous there. I was just a newcomer, never, never did a fight before, so... And they see like a little kid, they, they're almost crying for me. <laughs> <It's
3: just, laughs> they're feeling sorry for you, yeah. They uh, say, they're uh, crazy to bring a small kid like this to fight Zulu. And wasn't he trying to eye gouge
1: you in the second fight as well?
4: Mm, yeah, he tried to, to, to survive from the choke. He tried to go for my eyes, but it's not exactly something which... You might, I mean, it was the rest- just
3: because back then was a war. It was a yeah. real fight. No, it was a bare knuckle thing, and right. and you would grab anything you could in order to survive. It was like a survival. You couldn't stay on the same hotel as your opponent. You would fight in the lobby if that happened, you know. So it was a completely different time. It wasn't something professional. And Hickson probably was making like a thousand dollars, seven hundred dollars for for that fight.
1: Do you remember what you made for that fight?
4: <laughs> was um, was ten thousand? Maybe I say. Three or four thousand dollars, something $3, 000, like that. 3000 dollars, yeah, that's yeah. what you
1: see. And there was a weird thing too, where they, the ref tried to break you and pull you out to the middle of the ring, and he he snuck a punch in, and he hit you. And they said there's nothing you can do because there's not a point system. Yes, so no,
3: yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> the rules were simple: you win or it's a draw. You yeah. know, and was you could do anything. And not, there's not even judges to judge you outside.
2: What people don't understand, what people don't know now at home, probably everybody knows the name, uh, even the casual fan, the UFC fan, they know Hoist Gracie because of those early UFCs. But at that time, Hixon was the champion of the family. So it by o- far, he so was it was the always best have ever the Now I was wondering, Henzo, and I'm going to ask Hickson also, like, is it because Hixon looked? Like you just said, he looked powerful, Hickson. He always was looked powerful. He was always strong, but not Ma- only that. He Ma- was did disciplined.
3: They- he trained the yes. whole day. But Ma- he would so move much better than the other. He quest- could dominate <coughs> all of us in the training session.
2: My question is, why did, you know, and I don't know if this is a weird question, but why would they put Heuss in instead of Hickson if Hixon is the champion of the family? I, I believe because the worked more. With Royce. Yeah. then he worked with the Hickson. Hickson, uh, you know? you, could you add in on that? or I don't want to make any tension with the family. I just want to know for the people at home, they, they need to know who Hickson Gracie is if they do not know. I'm talking about these was kids a, from... It was a,
4: a double idea of Hardy. Harden first, he has, over, he has more, more control over Royce. He has more like... A, uh, so he tried to put Royce because he was uh, easy to manage. The second thing is uh, he told me I was the champion I was supposed to be on the on the on the shelf waiting for something really challenging and let Royce start and 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 begin his career and and get a chance for him to do things and maybe if he get lost or something if he lose I come up to to restore the situation so he put me in a seat where uh it was not exactly my idea I like to represent but the way he put it, it was better for him. better for the UFC, and give me like it's like give me keep me as a as a last resort thing. So and, and in the end, we,
3: he end up being very Japan. positive. You see, in life, when things don't happen, there's a reason. Hickson end up going to Japan and open the whole Japanese market for martial arts. We all end up fighting there. a whole family fought there. Pride was created. Yes. You know, and Hickson was the biggest star in Japan. And thanks to to this situation, that for the fact that he didn't fight in America, the whole market went to Japan
2: thanks to Hickson. There's a documentary, which is an, a beautiful documentary, which is Legacy, which I'm going to talk about that later. Enzo. That's Enzo's documentary. But it's called Choke. And it's based on Hickson's experience in this tournament, the Valley Tudo. I believe the Valley Tudo Open. Am I saying that correct? 95?
4: Yes. Five, yes. yes, in
2: 1995. And have you ever seen the? the... I, yes, I have. It's such an amazing. It captures the whole time, and, and it holds up over time. I watched it recently. I love it. um it's ree- I, yeah, like, one I, one like, I like. I like. I like when Hickson. Hickson. I like when you're in the water and they ask if you're cold, and you're going reborn or some shit like that. <laughs> it got me psyched. But now, when you got that call when for that, how did that work? That you actually, that you got involved with that uh, Valley Tudo Open, ninety five.
4: Uh, soon won the UFC and he makes like a, a statement where he say, oh, if you think I'm good, you should train with my brother Hicks and he's better than me. So the Japanese start to become curious about me and they, and the, through the Shoto Association, which is the Satoru Sayama gym and, and Shoto, Shoto uh, uh, Association, they start to invite me to compete on the Shoto rules in Japan. And with a lot of... In the negotiations, we transformed the rules to become the first MMA like with gloves and quick punches and uh, have, could use like we do in MMA today. And then uh, I accept to fight there for the first time in the Japan Open '94, which is a new event with new rules. And then it was a eight-man tournament, and and from there go for the for the '95, and then Hoyler fought the '96. And then on 97, they opened the first Pride and I was, uh, you know, fighting the Pride. And then I fight Pride 1 and Pride 4.
3: But one thing that people don't know that made Hickson very popular in Japan too, a very famous fighter called Yoji Anju came to challenge Hickson at his academy. This is
2: a famous story. This yes. is
3: So he walked in with a TV crew to challenge Hickson for a real fight right there. He didn't believe Hickson could beat him. So they closed the doors, and
2: Hickson bit the crap out of him. Now, Hickson, you weren't you weren't at the school at this time when he showed up.
4: No, actually, I was in home. You know, it was not the, the time for me to teach. And my instructor called me, said the Japanese are there, and so as I was driving my car, I was taping my hands and 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 breathing. I know you. You were breathing
3: <laughs> <laughs> to warm up. <laughs>
4: So I already arrived in the academy, hot and and ready to go, and and then uh, I saw the the press, I saw the guy, and uh, and it was tricky because just before the fight, I, I told my my instructor to to give the guy a waiver for him to sign in case he got hurt, It's like a regular waiver. Like
3: welcome to America, boy. yeah. <laughs> There's always yeah. sh- a lawyer waiting to make some money. Boy. Yeah,
4: and then he he looked the waiver, he's kind of said, oh and he speak with in Japanese with the his his, his manager said oh that means if i don't, if i don't sign i don't have to fight and then the guy asked me that and i immediately like immediately felt like if the guy if i say yeah he has to sign he may leave and he come in with, oh, i was there to fight he didn't he chicken out so i said no forget the papers if you come in to fight let's fight and so we start right there and and then uh, i i could win and yeah, it's just kind of
3: great
1: times.
4: Great, it doesn't great happen
1: anymore. <laughs> what kind of a fighter was he? What was what was his specialty? He
4: oh, he was like a brawler, like a, a pro wrestler. He was a big wrestler. pro wrestler guy. Yeah, yeah he's a tough guy. He's a mean guy. You know, his skills are kind of. I'm not sure where he's coming from. His his skills, but he's tough, solid base, good punches. I mean, he's a tough guy and uh, and he felt like he could kick kick me, but not not exactly. So. I, I he really
3: it. believed he could beat Hickson so he he yeah. flew from Japan with a whole crew of reporters to challenge Hickson and his academy. What's uh, cla- The same
4: and, day the Pearl Harbor attack was. It's, it's interesting that.
3: Oh yeah, he came on the same day as Pearl Harbor, December seventh. <laughs> oh yeah. shit! Really? That's actually hysterical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's really nice? Damn, <laughs> it's very representative dates and yeah. events in history. So they went. He went on that on Just, that day. How
2: long did the fight last?
4: I think maybe four minutes, something like that. Oh, three. no. <laughs> Less, as long
2: as he wanted it to last. Yeah, three and three and three. A half was Hickson beating him up. <laughs>
4: yeah. Now, I just mean, right started on the beginning to choke him out, but I felt like if I choke him, there's nothing to prove. He'll wake up, he can lie the way he wants. So I I decided not choke him, just punish him for a while. And then when he, I broke his nose and he was really bleeding in his face, I choke him out and, and put him to sleep. And then. Uh, you know, was stated he could not lie.
3: Hickson, did he tap right. or did he go to sleep without a problem?
4: No, he he slept. Yeah, ah,
3: that's that's the heart of a
2: Japanese. <laughs> he went to sleep. <laughs> it's a samurai. Ah, there's no quitting. Now, well, speaking yeah. of uh, the heart of the Japanese, didn't uh, is it true that he um gave you a gift after that? That he was
4: after yes, he went there and gave me a samurai helmet and, and apologized for the for the, the lack of respect and so on. But I, you know, at this point. Uh, it's hard to trust if he's honest or he's just trying to create an image or something. But I received, I received the gift, but I never put it in my, my, my house. You know, I just keep it. And-
2: <laughs> now, will that video ever surface? Because <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the big... That. I mean, we know it happened. Everybody knows it sure. happened. But we wanna see, I want to see Hickson mounted on somebody beating the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get enough of that.
4: I will, I will eventually put, like, with some old... Yeah, old because
2: there was an agreement,
3: right, Hickson? Whoever wins the fight had the rights to the video,
4: right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So Actually, it video, video was I, done by myself. If, if Hoxton didn't film, we didn't have the video, you know? So it was like a, the camera was with me in the car and he filmed. So That's the only image we have because no other cameras filmed anything. And after that, he went back to Japan. He, saw, he told uh, to the crowd, to the, to the press... I was jumping on him with other guys, and I have to send the video to Japan to show to a press conference, no copies wow, made. Oh, that I didn't know. And then, and then uh, we clarified my image, and what happened was like a clean fight, and he kind of, my image went even better for after that.
1: Oh, he tried to lie and say that you
3: jumped him.
4: <laughs> yes, he, he lied. was a
3: very difficult guy this year, Gianjo. He ended up fighting high in one of the prides. Remember that? Is that the way Hearn broke his arm? Yeah, that, oh no, no, a different I am, guy. I think beat him the whole fight. Yeah. Tough guy, very tough guy, and big guy. But he was always weird. He's the guy who knocked out Maeda. Remember Maeda? The yes, thing of the, yes, the, I the do. Rings?
2: Oh, the Japanese names kind of blend together a lot of times. Yes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I see <it> a lot. <laughs> I don't, is that wrong to say? I don't oh, know. It's hard to remember. Now Hicks, uh, Hickson, we're going to ask him, but we're going to talk in a second about that Hicks and Gracie cop that. Uh, that, that, you're, that you're very passionate about and that, that you're going to be Beautiful here. work Hickson is yeah, doing Yeah, I, I can't wait to He's organizing,
3: helping to organize jiu-jitsu. He's beginning
2: the competitions. I've been falling closer. I, I want to know all about that. But let me, let me just ask you, Hickson, with your whole career, how did you know it was time to, to walk away towards the end? A lot of fighters hold on too long. They take one more fight. I mean, you never took really any abuse because jiu-jitsu is a, a beautiful thing. When, how did you know it was time just to say, all right, I'm done?
4: Yeah, this—I mean, for me, it was like uh, I have to to follow the the superior guidance of God. It's not something I decide was put in my hands. And I, you know, first of all, uh, I lost my son just after the the Funaki fight, and which just opened the the business situation for me to be to do the biggest fight ever in my life. Will be like against Sakuraba, and everything was planned for that. And, and, and then my son departure from this life and, and I have to postpone this fight and then eventually the whole business as a whole fall down in Japan and Sakuraba lost and Pride gets involved with the mafia and then the whole industry becomes, uh, smaller and once my family and myself, uh, get out of this, this tragedy two years and a half later, I was again trying to make myself available for a fight and the opportunity i i get a free agent a new a new japanese guy who becomes like my agent to create a, a new possibilities but this situation never happened again like a good fight prize money the situations are not there for me for a while and uh, eventually uh i get a little injury on my hip and i was not confident to train hard and the guy like almost five years after that, some guy from Texas tried to create a new event, and he offered me a good chunk of money, which was great in terms of business, but I was not uh confident to pick up a deal which I was not a hundred percent confident to 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 fight I was injured at the time it was eight months in advance, but I was not sure if I will get better so I decided, man, I, I cannot... And then he said, okay, the, the, the money I'm going to give you in advance is unrefundable. You can keep for yourself if you, in case you don't fight. But mm-hmm. even though with that chance, I said, man, I feel like if I pick the money, I will fight no matter what. And to fight, and to to pick a fight with that injury, I feel like I'm just putting myself in, in, in harm's way because uh, I'm not being honest with what I should represent. So... The money is not going to make me get into this fight. Only if I if I feel like I can do it, and I didn't. So, and after that experience, I said, "Man, I'm not going to here try to." I mean, I feel like God doesn't give it to me a next fight, so I can I have to to live with that and and start to find myself other ways to motivate myself instead of being on the ring competing representing. I feel like jiu jitsu needs needs me in other directions with different references and. Uh, I start to find my motivation somewhere else outside of the mat.
1: And uh, can we ask you, too, that you're speaking of fighting and the way guys are fighting today. Damien Maya is probably the guy most uh, commonly his jiu-jitsu is praised. What, what do you think of, of his fighting and uh, and his abilities?
4: Oh, man, he's a great representative for jiu-jitsu. I mean, he's a true champion. He loves, you know, applying jujitsu and his career at one point, he was more like uh, learning and, and curious about striking. And then he, after he got a little uh, more grounded on the stand up fighting, he, he returned to jujitsu very effectively and more like focused and taking the fight to the ground. And I really respect and admire that. And in this last fight, I, we, after the fight, we, we talk a little message and we talk about it. And I said, man, you should go for the plan B quicker. And I said, what is that? I said, you have to instead trying to throw the guy who is like very low center of gravity with a huge skills of of keeping his his base. You should grab him and bring him to his to your guard and and bring in the to fight to the ground no matter what. And he said, yes. But I tried, but I couldn't. But you know, I know what you mean. So I feel like he's a great representative. In this last fight, he should not keep the standing up or trying to to go to the legs of the guy so much. he's supposed to entangle with his head and bring him to the guard and from the guard try to make the job but unfortunately he could not do that but I still like feel like he has the potential to become a great always representing jiu-jitsu there.
1: I, I watched a video to- of you too is- with Eddie Bravo is I think showing you something um, in Joe Rogan's studio and you seem very comfortable letting somebody Tell you something? Is it is it something that just ingrained in you that you always remain teachable? Or when someone is telling you something, are you kind of you know? Is is it kind of hard for you to listen to it?
4: I'm i I follow the rule of the the mind has to be like a parachute, it has to keep open to work well. You know, so I'm not exactly there to judge. And if somebody come and show me a position, I will be respectful enough to 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 try to understand and see what is coming from. And, uh, you know, and immediately I come in from any situation that and I try to evaluate in my own training and my own position is what works and what doesn't, because I feel like you have to keep your mind open and, and, and be willing to adapt your game, to grow. And I feel like uh, he has some ideas. He's uh, He likes jujitsu. He loves the situation. But, you know, he has his personal view, which sometimes I disagree, but I'm not there to argue with him, so... Let him speak his heart and tell whatever he believes and it's okay for me, no problem.
2: Now, Mr. Hickson, I I have to ask you this question. This is going to be out of left field, okay? I'm a huge comic book nerd, and I I was watching the... Now, you can understand how excited I was. I was watching The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton, and then there's Mr. Hickson breathing and showing the Hulk how to... Bruce Banner, Jimmy, he's showing him how to control his rage. Hickson, he played a huge part in that movie. Cause at the end he learned it's the body.
3: I was I was in Reykjavik <laughs> in Iceland watching the movie with Gunnar Nelson one of the guys,
2: and then suddenly he pops in the screen. Oh, I, yeah. I yelled like, "Ah, oh, it's yeah. <laughs> How did that? How did that come about? That you were in that that Hulk, the Incredible Hulk movie?"
4: Oh, the, the 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 director needs somebody who has to show Hulk or Bruce Banner uh, some techniques and to make him feel like in control and the way the the. The choreographer tried to present the strategy it was very confusing for for Norton, Edward Norton, and for myself. So the guys tried to create a lot of action pack, and the Edward Norton was not comfortable. So eventually, I said I brought the idea of let's make something more like relevant to his position as a scientist. So let's teach him how to control his emotions through breathing. And he really loved the idea, you know, about being slapped and being nervous and controlling through the breathing. I felt like, and breathing is a huge element in your, uh, the way you make your, yourself in control and emotions spiritually. So I always been very passionate about breathing. So I brought this and they loved the idea. And I, feel, I felt like it was very relevant to the, to the scene. And we all happy after the the results, you know, so it's good.
2: I loved it, man. It's amazing how he does that with his stomach that gets sucked I, in. I, it was the most amazing thing yeah. ever. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm a lousy breather, yeah. so I'm always fascinated when somebody can breathe well and comfortably. I, I really, I'm terrible. I take little shallow bird breaths.
4: <laughs> it makes all the difference in the world, you know. If more you learn, because it's a process of learning how to use the diaphragm, and, and that will create a, a very peaceful mind, and it's much more like to recover, hyperventilate, to get comfortable, to relax, to become focused, to bring heat to your body. All the breathings can bring you some kind of element of, of, of support. So, yeah,
3: You began that training on the 80s, I remember, with uh, Cano in Brazil, right? Yes, in Orlando Cano is
4: my master, and he really gave me a lot. And uh, yeah, he, he, very- The other
3: day he was mentioning that you were the best creation he ever had. You know, yes. Hickson was the best. Hickson, people don't know, he was able to outweigh his master on that, on those, on those exercises they call back then. The, the, the mimic animal moves and everything. Hickson was so good at it. So Kanu says the first guy that was able to outdo my achievements on this.
4: It's Hickson. and he. And now Kyron training with him. I I received a picture. I saw
3: a picture the other day too on the internet.
4: I'm, I'm so happy to see him. You know, the kid has. Oh, a lot to go in yeah, and represent. That kid is
3: amazing. Us. Your son is amazing. All your kids are <laughs> unbelievable, Hickson. All of
2: them. These animal moves you were talking about. Yes. I do animal noises. <laughs> hurt, hurt. No, I'm sorry, Hickson. <laughs> Hickson, I'm sorry for barking. Listen, could you tell us about the Hickson Gracie Cup that you're so passionate about?
4: Could you oh, tell man. us? Oh, man. That's been like a long journey for me in terms of, you know, the, the JJGF visions because in one point, I have to be motivated again because I was not competitive enough, I was not, I mean, to teach all day is is good to fulfill my students' expectations, but for me and my soul, I have to be motivated. And and then we decided to create the JJGF, Jiu-Jitsu Global Federation, which, different than uh, a regular federation, we focus in education, we focus in giving guidance, because I don't think we need more tournaments. I think we have already a hundred seventy tournaments a year. So the Hickson Gracie Cup the idea is to blend with the existing promoters. But the most of, most important is to create a new guidance for Jiu Jitsu because the way I see it is the sport jiu jitsu today is sick. You know, needs a better guidance because the rules of 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 engagement are 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 jeopardizing our, our culture. You know the the Jiu-Jitsu, the competitors today, they have so much skills, but their skills are halfway to be offense and submissions and aggressives, and halfway to stall the fight, to put in fights in a position that they can control movement and time. And that takes completely the idea of our culture of moving to resolve the problem, moving to submit your opponent. And that is going to be the, the action which can be translated in self-defense, can be translated in MMA, and so on. But if the way today they fight the rules and they, they use the rules, they, they entangle themselves and they, they stall, they get the grips to prevent from moving, those making champions, the making guys who get medals, but the whole strategies go wrong in terms of preserving our culture. So I try to bring new rules like taking off advantages, uh, 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 forbid installing to create a more dynamic action and bringing back to our culture our natural ability to to move quickly and be and be able to capitalizing our opponents' mistakes instead just organizing our positions in order to win by one advantage or two points or always con- controlling the clock and controlling the the action which give no no. Unpredictability to the fight, which is before was our middle name, you know, we're able to capitalize in the motion. You know, you see a fight, for example, we just saw the, my cousin Roger against Bushesha. I love Bushesha fighting, he's a very dynamic fighter. But he, because he's been competing so much, he's already started to find himself sometimes in positions to be comfortable. The opposite of Roger, who is not intent about making points or, or comfortable. He's always thinking about seeking for the opening. And even though the fight flows, Roger has one in, one intention only, was submit. And if the opportunity rises, he will do it. Different than Buchecha, who was there to play a game of positions and, 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 and waiting for opportunities, which get him confused. And, and, I mean, was just a huge difference between... <clears throat> Between effectiveness of Roger and Bushesha, I mean, this is just unbelievable and confirming what I believe our old school jiu-jitsu being, I mean, when this, display with the integrity becomes much more effective than this new jujitsu which coming with stallings and, and bedding bolos and, and 50-50s which has no, no realistic aspects of in, to engage in a fight with that. So the Hickson Gracie Cup has to restart all this. And also bringing a new, a new thing to the table, which is self-defense championship, which is for people who don't exactly like to compete, entangle themselves and get their beard busted. And, but it's, but that's a great thing for them to display knowledge of techniques and, and be able to be comfortable in executions and, and be able to practice a game, which maybe not going to make them feel fighters. But gonna increase in them the capacity for them to to develop timing, develop uh, connection, and develop you know emotional control and so on. So I think Jiu-Jitsu has to grow not only to make a better fighters, but bringing more more people from the community to practice in a gentle way. So I'm very motivated to bring this uh, this this idea of you know, restore jiu-jitsu for the future.
2: Now, when jiu-jitsu tournaments first started in Brazil, and now it it was made for the point system was for what's the best position in a real fight. In other words, standing up, you get the fight down two points, you end up in the guard, okay, you're on top, but you pass the guard, you get cross-eyed three points, okay? Now you get mounted the best position for a fight, you keep it four points back, both hooks, Keep that four points. So it was designed, I feel. Like that same mindset with that point system, I I would use that in a sense that they, that, that crossed over to MMA for me and in fighting that and in Abu the Dhabi. The that,
3: points were based yes. in an MMA fight.
2: But but guys started manipulating that by getting some points and stalling. So my point my, my question is, how is the the with the Hicks and Gracie Cup how is the point? Is there a point system, or how is it going to be different no. than, than
4: that? The point system is crucial because in a normal fight, is the escalation of control, is a superior position or not? So you, everything has to be analyzed to see who's the best fighter. But the point is when you when you start to 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 become like that advantage, for example, in the past. The, the referee see a, a fighter mount on the other. He has to count in his mind one, two, three, four seconds. He, boom, he gives the point. But some crooked referees, they, they count faster when the guys are friendly. They count slower when they don't like the guy. So it's a lot of controversial, a lot of arguments. Oh, Judge, you did, you make a mistake. So because the mistakes, they create the advantage to, to make like a half point. Oh, I almost mount. So it's advantage. Oh, I almost passed the guard as an advantage. So, And then with the evolutionary process, the athletes who are not stupid, they're very smart, very well trained, they start to use advantage as, a, as something like a, a solid point. They know how, what they need to do to, to bring the advantage point. And from that advantage, they're already happy because they're already winning the fight. And they're using they explore the rules. So the federation... As a, as a ruler, has to be constantly creating situations to take this comfort zone from the athlete. The athlete cannot go in the fight thinking he's going to have a, a, a position or a, or, a, or a controlling situation who he can make him rest, diminish the risk of the fight. So that has to be immediately uh, uh, confronted by the referee. The referee has to ask for movement all the time because in the movement, people are going to make mistakes, people are going to get submitted, and, and there's no, con- no comfortable zone. Suppose not to be stalling. And, and, and that's what the federation tried to create for the rules, is to create just a pace which takes all this, this stalling, this control positions out of the, the... Because normally in ten fights, nine fights I cannot recognize anymore. It's just like too ugly to see... The objectivity is almost not there. They're always looking for controlling the sleeves or controlling the pants and don't move very strong guys. So this has to end in order for us to really bring back the the, the mechanics of fighting, the abilities of controlling and submitting. Instead, just uh, hold on and, and, and diminishing the risk of the fight and also diminishing the action. So the purpose is to bring a more dynamic to the fight and, and, and make them fight more, more aggressive, more dynamic, more, more appealing to the audience and to the fighters.
1: And, and before, we, uh, before we let you go, Master Hickson, you've talked uh, in the past about uh, Jiu-Jitsu kind of uh, being a social tool as opposed to a fighting tool. Um, yeah. uh, how, do you, how do you see that as a social tool?
4: Jiu-Jitsu yeah. is something which is more you practice, more you develop the self-awareness. You know, it's something which, as you get exposed to a position and you learn how to use a leverage or an angle to escape, you start to become more aware when you get tired and how you should do to breathe under pressure. You, so you get exposed to the worst nightmares, to, 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 to tiredness, to, to enemies or whatever. So, And that environment which is tough, but is friendly, you start to recognize yourself when you become too tired, when you become too anxious, too nervous, too weak. And you start to recognize that and become more like, it's like a, a medicine you take in order to become more balanced, more capable to, to make perfect decisions, not only on the mat, but you become a stronger person. You know how to look to people in the eye and shake hands and give a hug, give love, give love, give respect, give forgiveness so it's social because put you more in contact with yourself and based on the strength you develop within you become more present in other people's lives you become more sensitive to everything around you so it's, it's escape based on the training you become a better person and if you become a better person i mean the, the reach of your 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 advice is the reach of your touch the reach is much bigger, you know. So I feel like everyone who learns Jiu-Jitsu becomes a better person. And that is what we need to implement in our sport, is be able to access the community as a whole and, and giving them what they need to succeed in life, you know, because we all competing, not only in, on the mat, but we're competing, we're trying to achieve objectives or winning opponents, so the idea of being strategically correct, the idea of being emotionally in control, the idea of being understanding of your angles and leverages, that gives you a perfect idea for you to conquer life in a much successful approach. So martial arts has to be something we all should have as a backbone in order to conquer life. And Jiu-Jitsu is a gentle way, is the, is the, is the technique, can be offered to the weak one. The amazing aspect of jiu-jitsu, you don't have to have special qualities to practice. You can adapt jiu-jitsu to your own self, you know, and if you're a skinny guy, you want to be like more technical and leverage. If you're stronger, you want to be using more weight distribution and, and concepts. So uh, it favors everyone in order to be better. And, and that's what I feel like is, is the biggest and the most motivational mission in my life is to try to spread this in the four, four corners of the world.
1: Jimmy, well, this is knowledge, Jimmy. Jimmy, this is knowledge. Thank you thank you very much. <laughs> I mean it, it's to promote I want to properly promote too where people yes. can learn more about this. com for more details. Um you know, it's just it's such an honor to talk to you and uh Thank you so much for, for spending some time with us today. We really appreciate it. That's
2: Mr. Hickson.
1: If,
4: guys. Mr. Hickson, and so, if you, my, my, my dear brother, I, <laughs> I love you, man. and I love you I, too, my I, cousin.
3: I love you too much,
4: boy. And I'm a biggest great, fan, you know that. If, you've been doing a great job for jujitsu, man, and keep doing this. And, you know, let's work together to make this the this sport of the nation, you know, and, and bringing jujitsu for everybody.
3: Whatever <laughs> you need, my friend, I'm there. I'm coming in with a flying kick. Anything you need, it, my man, I'm there.
2: If you're ever in New York, uh, Master Hickson, well, we
3: when would is love. your seminar? It's next week or this it? week?
4: Next week. This weekend in Albany, like 9 and 10. He's doing a, a
3: big seminar and, in Albany. At and, and Eddie, Eddie 5 East. He's going to make me drive all the way up there. I can't believe it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> I'll go
3: there to give you a kiss, my uncle. Hey, my thank
4: my Highlights of, of my trip, my brother. <laughs> thank, thank
2: you so care, much, man. Hickson. Thank you. Thank
3: you, you guys,
4: have this. a good one, man. Thank you. You well, too. Brother, all the
3: best. Bye-bye.
4: That was
2: great. What a
3: great that guy. Was, that, was fanta- that was fantastic was fantastic. You can't be different, my friend, living the jujitsu lifestyle.
2: You know, this is the beauty. It's Matt knows. I know. Look at him. I'm I'm uh, so happy. That was yes. great. No, I mean, listen, I'm very they, these guys, they, they changed my life. When I met Henzo, I was headed, that was a disaster. What does he got? Oh, he's, he's still looking at my Instagram. He's Instagram. <laughs> Hensel multitasks. Yeah, Henzo, I understand. You know what's funny? The phone's going on. Hensel's taking a phone call. Like he's in the like, whispering in the yeah. corner. One time, Hensel was cornering, uh, uh, and they got a and they have the in the corner. That cam. was my mom. Yeah, so my a guy called. So, call it. I so have somebody... two so every time. it Doesn't matter what I am. So so he's cornering, and then in, it was one of those things. So in between rounds, they go to. Henzo, like in the corner, like, what do you think of uh, so-and-so, how's he doing when this guy's fighting? And Henzo's on the phone as he's talking to this guy. So yeah. he goes, oh, can I ask you who you're talking to? He goes, oh, I'm talking to my mother. And he's yelling in the <laughs> cage. It's fucking, he likes the multitask, Henzo. Crazy. Unbelievable. <laughs> Many times I'm watching a fight on TV,
3: and I see a mistake the guy's doing, like UFC fights. I'll call his his, his cornerman. I say, change this, do that. And they always pick the phone, and I'm able to give the directions for them. You say correct this <laughs> on the next round, it's gonna be better. Sometimes I'll find you know, sometimes
2: I'll I'll find that I'll find like text I'm like, Oh, there's a lot of Text congratulating, I think, because uh Chris Weidman just won. And also the first few of them are just Hensel giving. I go, what the fuck? It's Hensel going like, man, tell him to fake the shot, and you are to right. I go, what yeah, the yeah. fuck?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, go, I <laughs> this crazy
2: Italian guy don't pick up the phone. <laughs> well, I
3: mean, I'm, I mean, I'm the crazy one. You only check the message later. <laughs> I'm not congratulating. I'm calling it. you to tell him look. If he does this, it's gonna get better. In real time, you're telling me. In real time. time, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I have, to, uh, I have to... I have to. We have to pay the bills at Audible. Oh! I have to do a read. Uh, I am happy that they're... Uh, have we not read for them before, Chris? And they new sponsor? Uh,
3: they're, they're back again. I think Good. we had them back again.
1: I course. thought so. Uh, they're a leading provider of premium digital, spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks and other products Audible carries titles in business, classics, erotica, and sexuality. What? Do you want to whack your bag a little? Oh, yeah.
3: You see, you just just appeal to two of the guys here with you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The porno over there, the the intellect over here. (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) Fiction, history, romance. You uh, pervert. (laughs) (laughs) Perverted stuff for Matt... Uh, anything you want kids young adult categories all of it's available I'm
3: checking that out I'm I'm going there to check it out
1: It's really they there. do have everything there and if you you know I get, to get a little bit tired of reading so I prefer to listen it's A lot of easier. times what
3: happens is I drive a lot I drive sometimes 2 3 hours a day so this is perfect you know so this way I I don't need to read, I I can listen to the to the books and things like that. Plus my perfect.
1: attention span is not as good. Like because of texting and all this stuff, I don't I can't sit and read a book anymore. So if I'm driving, I can listen to something, or if I'm on the treadmill, I can listen to something. Because my I'm my yes, ADD yes. too. I cannot focus on a book anymore. Audible is now offering uh their their listeners or uh, uh, our listeners a free audiobook with a thirty-day trial membership. So all you gotta do is go to audible.com slash UFC. Browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title free, and just start listening. It really is that easy. It's audible.com slash UFC, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash UFC. Get started today. Maybe you'd like to download a a best-selling book from a few years ago called Happy Endings, The Tales of a Meaty-Breasted Zilch. By a certain host of a UFC unfiltered program. I don't remember Pr- writing that. Um, <laughs> oh, that was yours? Oh, yes. Oh, it was all about me getting massages and um, <laughs> and breathing like Hickson when you're whacking off. <laughs> it really was. It really was. I I, I, should, I have mastered the breathing there. You're I'm right. Sorry, no, we <laughs> well, you're not the, wrong. We're not done with the ad <laughs> yeah. yet. Unlike a streaming or rental service with Audible, you own the books using uh, the my Smart Library feature. You can access books anytime, anywhere. Right from your smartphone. It's brilliant. The brilliant. Audible app is amazing. It really is. It's it's one of the better things in technology, one of the healthier things, because I use it for a lot of unhealthy That's stuff. It's amazing
3: how technology is changing everything. Huh? Yeah. Everything.
1: Uh, one more thing is uh, WhisperSync for voice allows you to switch back and forth between reading and listening to the audiobooks across many devices, including Amazon's Kindle and Echo, without ever losing your place or missing a word. So once again, go to audible.com slash UFC, and that lets them know that Matt and I sent you And you get a free audio book what else are you doing nothing i'm james andrew miller and i want to introduce you to a new podcast called origins as we relive indelible turning points that went down in cultural
0: history and changed it arguably forever we'll open origins with a five episode cycle digging deep into curb your enthusiasm we'll hear from more than a dozen key players who retrace
1: how curb evolved from mere smash hit to a turning point in television you can find the origins chapter on curb your enthusiasm when you search and subscribe to origins with james andrew miller wherever you listen to podcasts support for ufc unfiltered comes from our good friends at rocket mortgage by quicken loans They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family, obviously. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan and it's such an intimidating process for all of us. Look, this is really simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you, whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th With Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to slash unfiltered, equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Every episode of UFC Unfiltered is now available on Spotify. I know what you're thinking wait, Spotify has podcasts! Stop your whinging! Your place for all things music now has the world's most popular podcast. To stream UFC Unfiltered on Spotify, open the app, you tap browse, you look for us in the podcast section. Follow us and all your favorites to get new episodes dropped into your library as soon as they drop. For more, just go to Spotify.com slash podcasts.
2: Uh, When are we getting Amanda Nunez on? I don't know, five, ten minutes. All right. Mr. Henzo, we, we just asked, who gave you your first book? I think you, I believe you did. He ah. did give me my first ah. book. Hold on Yo, a second. That, Hold on. Uh, oh, What's shit. the name? I know the name of it. Oh, <laughs> the, the Walking Drum. Yes, Louis the, L'Amour. Louis, <laughs> Louis, That was a great book. <laughs> Oof, you can't stop I, reading. It's I, a fight from beginning to end. It, it was a great book. Yeah, it really yeah. was. That's funny. I That's, knew you were going to love that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I did enjoy that. Then I read all the Game of Thrones books. So I, I really read six books instead of five. Yes, you I did. I forgot about the book Enzo gave me. I bought a book when I was I went to Iceland
1: for the first time for a vacation last week, and I like
3: that. It's beautiful country. Huh? Yeah. I did.
1: We, did you go to the, ever go to that Silica
3: Hotel where oh, yeah, it's got yeah, like yeah. the lagoon the attached? Lagoon, the blue lagoon. The water. You know, there's a place in New York that has water from there. It charges you like a hundred dollars for one hour in the to do what to to be in a jacuzzi with that water. That oh, special water. It, it, it really so special is
1: special about the water. It, it's got like a heavy. What was it's on the like algae? Silica.
3: There, there's a silicone on the water. It's it's a very good water for you, very healthy. And it's yeah. funny because it's it's a huge lagoon, and if you get closer to the source, it gets warmer. It's a Ooh. natural water coming from the center of the earth, and it's unbelievable. So you spend the whole day, and if you too hot, you move away a little bit. It gets colder. You have the restaurant they bring the food, they do massage while you... It's unbelievable. Yeah, the hotel was... We stayed at the hotel
1: and uh, you could also have a private lagoon, which was just amazing. There's like six people in this. It's It's warm... It was really awesome. But the, the, what was it on the ground? Like, uh, was it an algae or something? You could actually pick it up and rub it on your face. It yeah. was really weird, yeah. Fucking freak. It was great. It was one of the best things I've done <laughs> in a long it, time. <laughs> the know. Blue Lagoon. Uh, you,
2: I went you to, rub, I, You're I, rubbing stuff on your face. I just don't even want you know, to. I know. get back to fighting? Just don't get it in my eye. It burns. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask him, ask the Henzo. Because we asked, we asked just this Hickson, yes. about his most glorious moment. Now, you have a Henzo, you've so many fights. Is there any moment that... In particular, that Pat Tilt- Miletic fight. I mean, it's so. first of all, I was in Japan when you when you took out two guys in one night, and one of them was Maury Smith. You took him down, and you freaking uh, americana him. I mean, there's so many glorious moments. Is there anything that really stands out? Yes. Talk to the me. The next one. It's Ooh. a moment that I didn't leave yet. So, their moments. Yes.
3: I can't wait. He, doesn't, know, so he doesn't rest on his laurels. I hope I hope I can still do one more fight. That's and I know this will be the greatest, you know, because you I do. didn't leave yet. I didn't know how it turned out to be. And I didn't know what kind of a story will come from that. Why is it? And by so- the way, the hero in that book that I gave is called Kyaboshah. Ke- Ke-
2: I know. I I could never pronounce yeah. his name. I could never pronounce yes. his name. What the walking drum. I thought about having a kid and name him after that. Oh then <laughs> that, that kid would be tough as shit because For sure it's What's like the name? Being a boy named Sue. Yeah. Kabocha. Ke- <laughs> Camber shot. yeah, shot. yeah. Shot, yeah. Okay. that was such a that was such a great book. They should make that a movie. Louis Lamour um, is unbelievable.
3: All these books are very entertaining.
2: What is it about? Now you 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 have you're going to be competing in Abu Dhabi. I heard also. Yes, I'm competing three weeks from now on the 23rd this month. Oh
3: shit! Yeah. Who are you going versus? I'm fighting Sanai Kikuta. Remember that guy that I fought you, in Pride? You fought for? him for like a fucking 50 minutes. 51 mm. minutes, yeah. Back mm. Then he outweighed me like uh, 60 some pounds. Chudaka. Yes, so I was able to choke him out after. And (laughs) that guy, after that fight that he lost, after this 51-minute fight that we did, he went. Uh, without losing for 32 fights yeah. in a row, he's a wow. ball. He's a fucking ball. Oh, he guy. became the the, the the king of punk craze, and then after he fought Abu Dhabi, and he was the first Japanese ever to win Abu Dhabi.
2: Was that your first time you um, finished? Not the last time for sure. Th- were you finished with your head and arm guillotine. That was the first time I finished it.
3: I actually had it on Akira Shoji on Pride One exactly 20 years ago, and uh, I I didn't have the fine tunes yet, and Akira was able to escape. Because he was shorter oh, than no, me, no. his head popped out. So I went in the locker room on the same day and I revealed all the move. and how could I make it better? Pride 2, I was able to finish Kikuta. What's the, I head, and and arm, the head and arm guillotine? Kikuta on that. Well, it's a guillotine that I made it. That you, you, because before, the guillotine choke wouldn't work if the arm was inside. Mm-hmm. And I was able to fine-tune that to make it very efficient. And we became a specialist on that. Me, Matt, oh, Nick, Sarah, it.
2: the whole Sarah family was Hicardo, very good. At that. Hicardo Hicardo Meda. That. Yeah. yeah. That was beautiful. And that was ages ago. And then he also finished um Pat Miletich with that. Yes. Which was huge. Because yeah. Miletic thought he had his number. He did. He definitely did. And they they set up this this uh I don't want to say legends fight because Henjo's still a young man in my in my eyes. Hell yeah. But
3: I don't have one. Henzo, gray hair and, Henzo still. and Henzo fought none, him.
2: None. He fought him in his backyard. He fought him in uh where? What? Wait, where is that? Where is he from? Oh, in, Iowa. That was Iowa. Yeah, he fought yeah. him in Iowa. Man, I drove there. get them Pack, Get them. They're all and, like rednecks.
3: And it <laughs> was so funny because as I'm walking out, they start screaming "USA,
2: USA."
3: <laughs> and then I look at Luca. Luca Tala.
2: Yeah. Next to me, and
3: I say, how did they find out? He goes, they find out what? I said, that I became a citizen last week. It was exactly one week after I became a citizen. He goes, are you kidding? I said, no, I'm serious. He goes, you are crazy. You
2: know? <laughs> it's funny. Henzo, Henzo fought one time. like that. Now, I was talking about this technique last week because Ricardo uh, Almeida was in here last mm. week. And we were talking about a certain back take when you're on all fours, and you're trying to get your back to the floor And what happens is it's an untraditional way of just before the guy goes to get his back to the floor, the person on top will... Have, an, have a seatbelt position, but bring his knee over to his hip so he'll end up on the guy's back before he gets his back to the floor. If that, if you could follow that. I don't yeah, know. It's a very uh, yes, Oh, yeah, I know. I talked about it last yeah. week because when you taught Ricardo, Ricardo taught me after he strangled me five times. By my <laughs> hand. So I'm like, how did you do that? And he goes, all right, Henzo told me, but don't tell a soul. So Henzo one time was fighting, and I saw him use this right after he started using it in the academy. This is what I loved about when when Henzo would yeah. teach techniques, he'd use them in his in his fights, and I'm like, he's just working on that shit. There was so- a, there was a funny
3: one with that group uh, with the mad ball, remember? Ahoya, uh, those big guys they used to train with us, the, the uh, rock band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I showed the move that I finished Maurice Smith with, and mm. he goes, "This will never work. This is BS. This is bullshit." I go to Japan, I finish Maurice Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that with who? Biohazard? Who? No, that, that was the guys that came with Biohazard. Hoya was a, the name of the big guy. Yeah. And they were the mad ball. They still... The mad, ball. mad ball. You remember him. So many people coming Yeah, it was that unbelievable. It was an un- unbelievable time. And Those was one of the original students, you know?
2: You used that versus... Uh, you, he had a fight in Brazil versus... It, it was this, with this Brazilian guy, uh, Eugenio Tadu. I probably yeah, killed
3: this
2: name. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Picture if I was like a little black guy because he was short, stocky, <laughs> little, little sure. black guy and a Brazilian guy and uh, tough, tough guy. And uh, Henzo took his back like, like that initially. The guy had no neck, so he was hard to choke. So Henzo was all over him, but it was going a while. One point during this fight, <laughs> Hensel's back's up against the cage a guy stabbed him through the cage with uh yeah got... there was 200 people surrounding the cage <clears throat> Jesus and
3: every time my back would touch the cage or my head touched the cage they would kick me or they would hit me and I remember as they hitting me I look at them and say my man my mother hits harder than that what are you talking <laughs> and as this goes on remember the guy came and put his face on the in yeah. one time that they broke the fight up they, yeah the guy stick his face inside the yeah, cage yeah, yeah. little him right on the nose yeah <laughs>
2: that thing uh, that thing got shut down like where was somebody, that? the lights went out that was a, real, there was Gilles a Gilles riot Rizzo. I think that got it, got it got it banned for a while over there yeah they <laughs> it stopped it for a little did. bit you're going to call Amanda soon? Is that what you're writing, Chris, the producer? Yeah, I was saying. And if it's, Chime um, in.
3: Just
0: and chime it's in. Uh, Nina Ansaroff's cell phone that we're calling. So if, if it's not Amanda, I was just saying. I've
1: been to it. Rio three times. I enjoyed it. Oh, it's a beautiful city. I enjoyed yeah, it.
3: I was just there recently. I love it. I taught a seminar there for 735 people. Really? really? Unbelievable. Yeah.
1: unbelievable. We were in, uh, I think it was a uh, C- uh, Copacabana's where we went. Copacabana. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Jimmy
2: likes the heinies out there. Ooh, I, I did, yeah. That. There were some lovely yeah. ladies. He's there. an ass oh, man.
3: Yeah, you really?
1: <laughs> I am, yeah. <laughs> I am. I <laughs> am. Yeah, we stayed at the, uh, the Rio Othon Palace. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, we were going to Helpe every day. Remember Helpe? Oh, I don't remember. How? That was a while ago. It closed down though, now yeah.
3: Now it's, it's a museum there. They closed the place and they made a museum. Of course. 2003 <laughs> I went. Museum of, a museum of what? I, I don't know. Some it's cultural o- thing. Oh, okay. It's huge, like the... But they took help out of there. What was hey, help? help? I was had a help. lot of good
1: meals there. We There was a... Right next to help, there was a good a place that had the good
3: good chicken. Yeah, the whole area there, they have the 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 they have the chickens where they make it on the charcoal. That's the one that you had?
1: I think so. I don't remember. It's
3: unbelievable. It was a really and nice chicken, time. It never taste like that. It's amazing. It a little
1: scary at night, though. Like, if you didn't know where you were going, you yeah. kind of had to... You know,
3: you had to... Every th- place in the world where there's too many tourists, are yeah, like that. That's right. It's like, I, I... People say, oh... I was in Australia in Sydney, and they tried to rob Luca. The guys at night. Nice. Poor Luca. Yeah, because he's always distracted with cameras hanging. It's unbelievable.
1: <laughs> Hello. Do we have? Uh, is this Amanda? Oh, just a moment. I thought it was twelve forty-five, but she's signing papers. Uh,
2: is this Nina? Yes, this is Nina. Nina, what do you got coming up? How are you? You with Matt Sarah, I'm Jim Norton, and Henzo Gracie? Good. Yeah, we'll talk to you. You're you're, got, a, you're a UFC fighter. We can talk I, to you until she's ready.
5: Okay, well, I got a November 11th coming up.
2: Oh, yeah? Go ahead. This, you can share the love with, uh, you know, we'll talk to her in a second. Who are you fighting on November 11th? Do you know that yet? Or? Uh, one second. We'll put you on the spot, Nina. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put Amanda on with you because she's filling out her office work. Nina, the whole world is here, and you blow us off. No, I didn't know you want, November eleventh, <laughs> Nina. Keep us in suspense, I suppose. Hello,
1: hello, hi, Amanda. How are you? Hi, Matt. good. How are you? Good, good. You're talking to uh, Matt, Sarah, and Jim Norton, and Master Henzo Gracie. We're here at uh, Unfiltered. Also, awesome. hi guys. Hi. So, uh, what, what, uh, what were you filling out? You were just doing some kind of paperwork. Is this like official stuff for the fight, or were you? What were you doing?
5: Yeah, check everything and get its paper done. <laughs>
1: Okay, so how does it feel to finally have this fight coming up? You are fighting uh, Valentina Shevchenko, and that is on. Uh, it's the co main at UFC 215. It's, uh, this, uh, it's Saturday, September the 9th from Edmonton. Are you there now? I guess you are.
5: Yeah, I am. I am here.
1: How hard it's was it? Uh, Sunday. <laughs> okay, and, and how hard was it for you to pull out of that fight? Because that was, the, was very disappointing for a lot of us who were dying to see this fight.
5: Yeah, you know, like, I don't always 100%. I don't want to step in that cage. How I felt that night, and I decided with my family and my coach, you know, but uh, I know this fight will be rescheduled, you know. I know a lot of people respect for, for that fight, but uh, I know boys are 100 percent, you know. I never pulled out the fight before, and the first time it happened, I want to make sure I fight Valentina 100 percent, and that's why I decided no fight. What what exactly
1: was happening? I have pretty bad sinuses, so I can uh, I can empathize with that. What what was going on with you?
5: Yeah, I have pretty bad sinuses, and every time that I travel, I I always have, you know, the seat that I that I stop, and and sometimes I be able to control, sometimes I don't because you know all the process with the usara, you have to. Have the right medication and everything. And sometimes I needed like very strong medication to get in control and sometimes I can't take it. And this time when I got in Vegas, it was pretty, pretty hot and, and dry. And the way the way was this time, because it started, I started feeling the day of the wake up, you know? And through my wake up, like I've already like feel, I feel horrible. And then try to see if I take some medicine to see if I can, you know, at least see, can get it better. But uh, still, when I uh, dehydrate and not be able to, to get better, and I start to feel a very bad pressure in my head. I don't be able to stay in the light, you know, in my eyes, not be able to get it, stay open. And I feel a little bit off balance, too. And it was a, that, that week was pretty hard you know we can never i never it
3: feel was like it that was before. in vegas it was in las vegas it was in vegas yeah yeah what people don't realize vegas is a high place and it's dry as hell and there's a lot of dust i was there recently and i felt like my sinus bothering me and i don't have a sinus problem a lot of times people don't realize but you go to vegas you're in a high altitude i want to run in the street and i felt very heavy and breathless and i've been running constantly and in Vegas, you feel different, you know, and especially if you're having a sinus infection. One thing is for sure, Amanda is tough as hell. For her to pull out of yeah, a fight, there's a reason. There's a serious reason. That's not a joke.
5: Yeah, and, and I suffered sinus uh, sinus problems uh, my whole life, you know, since I was young. And then I, I grew up, started getting worse. And then when I become a champion, I start trouble a lot. And then this uh, altitude change and, and climate is getting worse. And now I, I finally find a, a very good doctor to help me through that, you know. And he look, my, when I, I come from that week, you know, when I come come home from that week and I show him the, the CAT scan, he's like, you make the right decision or fight because your sign is, is, is pretty bad. You have to take care of that. But this is, if you not take care right now, this is going to bite you the rest of your life.
1: Did you ever th- consider, would surgery help you? I've gotten one surgery, and yeah, I probably he, have to do it again. My but, sinuses suck.
5: He want to do right after, or right, he want to do right, right the day I, I went there. But uh, he told me I have to stay, like, without getting hit for 10 days. And then I was, I was like, feel very good in training. And I, I, talked, I talked to him, like, can you, can you after, do after you fight? And then he, he was with me and that. Because I have to train, you know. I can't stay ten days. Too much for me. Especially <laughs> uh, this fight is very important for me. I sure. want this fight. And then I asked him if he have any medicine or we can, like at least, he, he get me one hundred, one hundred percent for this fight. And then he gave me like a bunch of medicine. And then I work with your to see if everything is right. And then the medicine is working very well, you know. But uh, for sure, after this fight, I will do the surgery. Is the best thing for me. Is, is there a medicine that
1: was kind of working for you or that typically helped? Like, I try to avoid Afrin because that will clear me up, but then it just makes it worse. Is there anything that you wanted to take but couldn't take because you knew it would be a problem with the USADA testing?
5: Yes, for sure. I have like a, um, have a, a medicine and have a, um, a kind of steroids. Is the one that I really all right. a steroid. The yep. one that I really feel better? Is the one helping me like to uh, get the run at least run, you know, the sense I because my getting stuck. This my sinus is this, this is the biggest problem. Because when getting stuck and then start all the pressures, the my my balances feel weird. But as soon as I get it run and then I start to feel better. But uh at, at that moment in the wake I don't be able, don't be able to make it the sinusite running, and then it's stuck. And this is always the, 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 the worst thing. And then I could take the medicina, and then it was worse, you know? Cody Garbrandt, he made me want to try
1: this, sinus, this balloons in the nose, which open you up. And so I went to a sinus doctor, and I may try that. Have you considered doing that? They have that, that operation where you can put the balloons in your nose, and it's a much shorter healing time.
5: Yeah, I, exactly. This, this process I'm going to do when I come back first. You know, do the balloon. And I have a, a company is with me right now. They, they want to make the machine balloon. they is going to help me go through this. And after that, I, I will see the next step. But uh, I heard about it. I did a lot of research. And I think a lot of people feel better, you know. I'll, I'll, a lot of people get a 100% too. And I'm excited, you know. Because this thing bothered me for so for so long but now I got worse I' been walking around, it, being trained sometimes like this this camp was way better than the last one. The last one I take I have to take days off because I don't be able to breathe very well and my head like killing me and all those things, you know. You 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 have it sometimes I think you you know how how hard it is sometimes to go through this.
1: It's terrible. H- how do you sleep? I I use those breathe right strips. Do you ever? Can you ever not breathe when you're sleeping? If,
5: if you see my home, I have all the machines. You 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 think about it for sinusitis. All the smell the house, all the the vicks, vapor. Yep. All those machines, like the draining, the one draining, like go through all your nose and then come back to the other side i have all those machines i have all those things actually like nothing work and now, now finally i got i got the doctor and i got this uh company with me being helping me i think it's gonna be very good
2: now your opponent Valentina is she you know she's very da- extremely dangerous and extremely confident do you think she is even more confident because you because you withdrew from that last fight, do you think that adds to her confidence? But actually, I, I, I don't think like this can give you any confidence for people, you know.
5: Because at the end of the day, we're gonna step in the cage, you know. And she know I'm gonna be ready. She know I train like a lion, you know. I mean, I'm not gonna let it just go, you know. And I know she trained as well. We're gonna be ready, you know. Both us gonna be confident, because I'm help. if you help had to get it confident, help me to be confident as well, because it me me uh, train more, you know? Get it yeah. better and better, because it's another camp, another thing you can work, with, with more time to work, and I don't think, like, because delay like that is making nobody, like, stronger, you know? Stronger.
2: Yeah, now you've been in, Yeah, I hear you for sure. Now you've been in there with the with the best in the division and you've beaten the best. Now d- including Valentina. Do you feel you fought her before and you know she's been doing great since, obviously. Now, do you feel this is your toughest fight to date coming up on Saturday? Sunday, uh, Sunday, right? I think I Saturday, so go Sunday. back to Hanzo's tweeting while we're doing this. Go ahead, Val. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, Amanda. Sorry about that. I think I think is Valentino
5: is, is the most tough in this division right now for sure, you know. Yeah. And that's why, like I think, uh, happy everything you know. Happy to the ladies fight, but also is a good point, you know, uh, because we can train more and we can get ready, you know. Uh, and I, I actually I really think Valentino is, is one of the most tough girls in this division, you know. It's gonna be awesome awesome <laughs> awesome despite have have
1: you spoken to dana Dana was pretty upset, but you know he, he tends to, to be that way when he gets you know he tends to speak his mind publicly H- have you spoken to him and kind of cleared the air with him since then
5: no actually uh, when I spoke to him uh when I was in the hospital I thought he understanding me I thought we have a clean conversation but after that we don't, we don't talk I don't think needy because Everything already was said. Nothing's gonna change. Uh, I'm not upset with him at all. I think I think he he say the things UFC doctor told him. You know, I think he was uh, uh, right to say whatever he wants because the doctor was the one supposed to be on time with all the information. You know, and and he 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 the doc UFC doctor passed. Uh, the information like that, you know, it's not like light fall. And I think the UFC docs was a little bit, um, was a little bit, uh, how do you say, it? like, was a little bit too, too, uh, did, did the, did the, 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 information too soon, you know? And, and he cleaned me up, like, fast, like, oh, okay. If you look at my face, my face was slowly, because it was so bad, my face was slowly. And then he looked at me like, "Oh, you're good to you fight. Like, see this? See, I'm good to fight." Right. You Th- didn't even know what happened to me. We didn't even have the, the right, the, the right uh, uh, diagnosis to letting me go like that and then fight. You know.
1: Amanda, were you surprised that Yuani uh, and Jajcik uh, dis- volunteered to fight that night, or, or, or uh, did you know that she would never be able to get cleared that quickly?
5: Yeah, I know. I, I, I know she's not going to be able to fight. Because heavy things, heavy things, you have to do. You have to be clean, you know, like th- the drug test, all those things. I don't know why she did that, but um, yeah,
1: I-, I was surprised. I wondered if she knew she wouldn't be able to get cleared, and she was just doing it to do it. Like you know, after uh, Dos Santos uh, just dropped out. I mean, I love it to fight in Ganu. I mean, once in a while, you just throw your name in there. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> that
5: was that was funny because Joanna knows you don't know, want to be able to fight. No, I don't know why she did that. Uh, I don't. I uh, I really like. Don't know why she did that.
2: Well, on a positive note, you're ready now, aren't yes. you, Champ?
5: Exactly. I'm a hundred percent ready to step in the cage, get this job job done.
2: Do you have Dean Thomas working with you, or no? Is he still there, or did you fire his ass? Yeah, this time he was busy,
5: and I because he's gonna have all the all the fighters for his yeah. E aí, nós meio que falamos com os coachs. Ok. Você sabe? E o Jim, o coach, vai trabalhar com todos esses caras que vão lutar com esses caras. E aí, eu compartilho com todos os caras.
3: Ah, isso é bom. O Jim, so o o Jim vai, vai estar lá está com e você? Ele vai estar lá com você, então, né? O <laughs> que?
5: Não, ele não vai estar aqui comigo. É como, é como eu estava falando. Eu, eu, eu usei os coaches ah, que já iam entendi. estar aqui.
3: Dean Yeah. Is not gonna be, to be there with her.
2: Go ahead. Yeah, but
3: uh, he's, no. he's, he's you know using he the coaches you, of all the other guys yeah. to be there with her.
2: Yeah. Well, Dean's probably practicing his his, uh, his shitty uh, improv, <laughs> so that's okay. <laughs> he, he hates him. <laughs> yeah. He's got he's got his he's got his priorities all screwed up. Uh, but anyway, champ, I can't wait for this we, this weekend. I cannot either. Oh, that's and, and a great fight. It's a great, great fight. Great
1: fight yeah. What's the Me main What's too. the main event, Amanda? I'm
5: very excited.
1: What, it, what it, You guys are the co-main. What is the main event? D-
2: Demetrius.
3: Oh, that's right. Demetrius. Uh, and, and Ray yeah, Borg, of yes.
2: Nice <laughs> well, fun. it's going to Oh, you wanted her to say it.
3: Oh, you know, of course. But in reality, Mother should have uh, been the main
1: event on this one.
3: This was a fight that everybody's waiting for.
1: Honestly, this is the fight that I want to see more, too. Yes. I want to see this more. I mean, look, I'm going to watch Demetrius fight Ray Borg, but I, I, this is the fight that we're all, I think, really wanting to see. So, listen, good luck. You know, we're happy that you're healthy, and we knew it would get rescheduled. And now it is finally here this Saturday, the co 215 uh, from Edmonton, Alberta. You're a great champion. Uh, good luck, Amanda, okay?
5: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Boa sorte, Amandir. Thank you. bronca lá. Valeu, obrigada. All right. Ciao, take please. care.
1: Chip. Bye-bye. All right. That's obrigada means thank you. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. I, I know that and uh, por favor. Por favor, yeah. I said por favor a lot and uh, obrigado very much a lot, but yeah. por, favor, por favor especially while we're giving ob- over money. Ob- and, yeah, oh, you're done. You <laughs> say <laughs> obrigado.
2: <laughs> obrigado. Yeah. When you when you when you wiping your face off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Enzo. Oh, master wow. Enzo. What do we have to promote? I mean, we, listen, we're here a while. I could do this all this day. This was long. really fun. I'm so and happy. Just to let you know. Go ahead.
3: She said Sunday was the fight
2: who said that if
3: you guys check Amanda say Sunday I think she uh, if she said Sunday but I think she said I she was
2: staying in Edmonton yeah. until Sunday but the ah, first, or, or she, or she, she can't the she got to a was Sunday yeah. Yeah. and no, in fairness
1: got the Sunday. fight
2: is Saturday I'm not missing the, the fight, fight for Saturday. Saturday
1: she got there Sunday probably I asked her if she was in oh, Edmonton okay. I'm guessing she said I got there okay. Sunday Henzo
2: multitask he was yeah, listening he was well, I'm listening he was he was paying attention I do the same thing texting paying attention writing people but he listened Henzo can do whatever the hell he wants he can take his shit on the floor if he wants that's my that's my instructor you don't text and drive though, do you? No, never, That's never. Uh, I don't believe him. Uh, now I have Siri. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. Yeah. I press the,
3: yes, press the button and you speak. Sometimes it doesn't understand my accent, but it goes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I have problems with it too. I, a lot of yeah. times, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's uh, amazing.
3: My kids can do it 100%. And it, I think it's a thing of generation. Yeah. Technology be, belongs to the new generations as as they come along. You know, it's like we don't, we can't, we can't change. But we're the first
1: generation, we're the we're the first generation to actually have all of this and still remember the old days. Definitely, definitely. Uh, we still true. remember the phone <laughs> Yeah. I, oh, we had a true. party line. There was four families on our phone. So it would or two families and you'd call and you didn't know if it was for you or the downstairs Oh, yeah, or for the downstairs people, yes, yeah. Yes. Very hard to talk um, dirty on that phone. Oh yeah, yes. Yes.
3: there was always somebody listening to. Always somebody listening your conversation,
2: and it was a relative. That was bad. <laughs> if it was the CIA, it would be okay, but not. Yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. we have to have Hensel win again because I feel. I mean, we spent so much time with Master Hickson, which was amazing. Yeah, but it's good going uh, we we I mean, Hensel. I'm gonna become. We got back so many sure, damn Bob. stories you have yet to talk about. It's yeah. good though. We keep people in suspense. Yes, we do. What are we going to promote now? Let's, pro- let's my promote my tour is on sale. Uh, kneeling room only.
1: JimNorton.com. I'm going to Seattle and Portland, and then I got Dallas and Austin. And um well, Mr. Hensel wants to know What does that mean Kneeling room only Instead of standing room only It's
2: a blowjob joke Oh okay <laughs> God bless you Explain it Just like you're explaining The main event Of uh, the fucking thing I knew you knew Who it yeah. was yeah.
3: But
1: I I, I, did, I did, But I didn't want to it's this When are you going to do promote? A show you do I want to go
2: watch it man
1: November 11th I'm at Town Hall
2: That's it I'll come I'm coming You asked her that So she wouldn't feel bad About being the main Not main No
1: event. no It's just a way to promote <laughs> things Without just just going, is. So, what's the main uh, event? You so what's say the this main event? Thing? Not me, and I'm the champ. I didn't mean it like
2: that. No, I'm just being a fucking cocksucker. Yeah,
1: that's all right. I've been one all in, all week in Iceland.
2: <laughs> 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 oh fuck! <laughs> oh shit, Jimmy. Oh, you can't do that wow. to me when I'm when I'm heavy. I might just drop, dude. Uh, HenzoGracie.com. If you're in, oh, you know who just got in touch with me? I might as well just tell you now because you're here. It, just yesterday is um, Kelly Ripper's husband, uh, Mark Consuelos. Really? His son's fourteen. Wow. And he's Send asking me. This. He asked me Send where, where to train. Nice. I go what? Send I told him, him, him you. He, he asked it. me for a certain. point. week after this, I'm gonna. Yeah. Make sure you take you care can't of that give guy. Me my number and everything. You know, because that kid no wants worries. to train. It's a pleasure. And we and that, so it's henzo.gracy.com, right? Yeah, I'm not perfect. missing anything. That's Anybody it. in Manhattan or around the world who wants to train or buy a gi, or buy a t-shirt, yeah. Henzo knows. Ow! I love it. I need so I need a new wardrobe. Can we stop you by the place it. after this, please? It's I'm gonna go with we'll you. Go now. straight there. I loved it. I went in that one time. It was
1: great. I liked. I, I should just, just go back. I, I seen the. I can't get my energy Why you didn't stay? i I'm always. This is. A, it sounds like a terrible excuse, but I want to get my sinuses fixed again so I can breathe and sleep. I don't uh, sleep. It me. Vagina. I'm always. I know. That. I'm a bit of a pussy. I,
2: <laughs> pussy. But it really oh, is. I'm just really tuckered out all the time. You're always tuckered, baby. Look at the smiles on both mine. I rolled today. Hens will probably strangle five people this morning. It makes. I ran an hour today. Did you? you? Know. I rolled 50 minutes. Now I feel fucking fat. Yeah. You rolled an hour or ran an, an hour? I run. I oh, you, run. Oh, you I run. ran an hour. Yeah. I do, seven, my my seven running miles. days might be over, Enzo. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie to you. I uh, know. I can, I can sprint like a little dwarf. <laughs> yeah, <squid>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you run on a
1: treadmill or outside? Outside. You do, oh, you do outside. Yeah, yeah. What do you do, laps?
3: I do a lap in my neighborhood, but it's it's like seven miles. One lap. Oh,
2: you're in Jersey, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And if anybody wants to see on UFC Fight Pass, where are they now? Season Either three or five. I get fucking confused. What season are you on that? I don't know. Chris the is not going to no, look that I mean, up. I mean, I can look,
3: try to look quick. I know that Good. I'm there.
2: <laughs> he is there. Well, so the, it's on the UFC Fight Pass. Yeah. It's the where it's the original shows. Where are they now in the UFC edition? And you got Henzo with his beautiful family. You never know. You might get an appearance by me and my little girls and my wife. Oh yeah, there, <laughs> we're in there. there. Yeah. Right. It's an unbelievable birthday party. Oh, that when was crazy. That was so amazing. <laughs> Uh, go it's ahead. Season, five. It is season 5 Yes. alright what a great show this was this, this was, was so much, so much, much fun really fun nice.
0: this was nice fun
1: and of course to the great uh, Hicks and Gracie for calling and that was just yes funny. the Hicks Gracie
2: yes, yes.
1: alright guys and Amanda thank you to Amanda yes. and thank you to Henzo and Matt and me well we're just here so <laughs> that's it no what else
2: we got to do <laughs> alright everybody
1: this is goodbye yes thank you I obrigado say. obrigado obrigado <laughs> 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 we have to end the show por favor
2: Oh, he's going to be late on it. He's going to. Why even do it? Why? Yeah. Okay. That's for you. That's for Chris, the producer. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.